So yeah, dude, I just think we need, like, some lubricant. Wait, fuck, how did I say it Bro, before? what? I don't want you to repeat it. I'm not, I'm not gonna help you in your ears and your Like, are you serious? Bro. Bro, that line was literally the best thing to ever be said on this podcast, and I don't appreciate um, you not supporting me in this very trying time. Because I think that was a weird intro. We could have gone with the standard, what's up, guys, welcome to the That was the best podcast, intro. Episode 12. But no, you wanted to talk about, like, lubricant. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? What are we doing? We're gonna have our fucking Beatles moment at some point dude we're, we're like we're gonna just fucking you are yoko ono right now i'm just like i don't want to i don't want to be offensive honest, you're literally yoko i don't know individual members of the beatles but i'm gonna say that's offensive yeah, you know I'm it probably offended. is speaking of offended i'm offended that the my hero and jjk chapters were so short this week really i feel like they were both out long they both felt like long chapters I don't, like i hate saying this all the time but like nothing really happened like it's not necessarily a bad thing if that's any consolation like i don't i don't i don't think something has to happen like major every single chapter but you know it would be nice uh, <laughs> uh in both chapters you think nothing happened well, okay. In JJK, something always happens because Gege is like an absolute beast when it comes to um, just getting from point A to point B. Like, like he is the most concise pace monster out of like any mangaka I've ever read, except maybe like uh, Tagashi. Right? I agree that this is more set up, but I mean, we just basically outright said, yeah, Deku's out of like the little facility now, so now we're ready for war. I feel like I don't know. I feel like that that, that was kind of a big development, not necessarily like a super world shaking one because we've known this is gonna happen for a while, but they've gone from their kind of like slice of life chill environment to like it being the day they're about to throw down i feel like that's it's good enough for me um i like the character interactions yeah. in this chapter. i thought it was pretty dope you and i have both said this before and i think we're going to keep saying it until like eventually uh horikoshi drops that like big big bombshell chapter uh shigaraki finally kills all might damn this dude has taken his sweet time getting into this arc um i think so but i don't think i think he's been doing that for a while but i don't think this chapter is like exemplary of that to me this is almost um like not unnaturally fast because it's not like a, a super fast-paced chapter but for horikoshi to go from um you know they're just finalizing their plans while they get to stay um like the ua facility to you know we get a bunch of wordless panels and then they like leave in order to um keep all for one away from them like i feel like even that before like with the way he paced it earlier would have taken like two or three chapters i feel like we just kind of skipped a little bit and we're just like yeah all right war time now and you know with the character interactions i kind of appreciate it speaking of those character interactions that was actually a highlight for me it was nice seeing them uh like the main trio bakugo deku and uh todoroki having their little moments especially todoroki and um bakugo mm -hmm. talking about dobby okay i'm not a fan of this personally this is my own mm -hmm. personal taste that, that i'm expressing right now right i'm not a huge fan of saving someone as far gone as shigaraki and especially Dobby, like, like they're both like murderers, you know what I mean? And like brutal ones at that, especially Shigaraki. So when I see Deku saying some like scared little kid shit on the inside, or um, I would like to have uh, soba noodles with him mm -hmm. on Todoroki's part. All I hear is, damn, these guys are going to get so arrested. Todoroki, I think, is definitely being sarcastic, <laughs> but that's just my interpretation of the scene. I, I thought that was sarcasm on his part, um, but for, for Deku... Uh, it, it just seemed, it, sorry, it just seemed like thematically similar uh, because of like what Deku said and what uh, Uraraka said about I Toga. I agree, but I think that Dobby is like portrayed to be more far gone, but that's just me. As for like, it's funny you say this because me and one of my homies were having the same conversation earlier. I don't think that Shigaraki is too far gone or like Toga's too far gone 
And I don't even think most people, like anime watchers, are consistent with their thinking of like murderer equals like irredeemable. Like most people don't hold that line of thinking. Maybe it's because Shigaraki's currently in the antagonistic role, which plays a part into it. But like, for example, let's say Killua, right? He's an assassin, mm -hmm. for crying out loud. But nobody bats an eye at him being a redeemable character that grows to be a, what some would consider, arguably good person. Um, so it's not the action of killing people, at least not consistently. Maybe people pick and choose when they, they care about it. But like, I don't think that like the act of having taken lives means you're like, you're now like, it's impossible for you to be redeemed. Nor do I think that just beating Shigaraki up and throwing him in prison or even killing him it wouldn't make sense within my hero it wouldn't make sense for the themes of the series and i just don't think i just think that's like one of the mm. worst conclusions like obviously it probably could be done well but i just think that like that's one of the worst conclusions it could come to for me yeah and like like not even shigaraki like if they leave all for one uh alive at the end and he gets arrested again it just seems like you're setting yourself up for this to happen a second time like it seems irresponsible to just arrest yeah all for i one. mean i can see the argument for like characters like all for one because he just hated i'm pretty sure to like have no soul like people like him that just show no um have shown no inclination to change sure i agree um i just think like i can I want to put this on the record, right? So we can look back at this one day and be like, wow, Ronin's so intelligent, Ronin's so smart, right? <laughs> when when people see that, that Deku is going to save Shigaraki and that Uraraka is going to save Toga in some capacity, that doesn't mean befriend them, right? Or mean, like, absolve them of their crimes. But when they are saved in some capacity, I can almost guarantee the backlash is going to rival that of Attack on Titans. I want to put that on the record. That is going to get so much hate. I have. I can only. That's going to be interesting to see on the timeline. I actually, I don't have any frame of reference for the Attack on Titan thing, so I'll just take your word for it. Oh, it's a little interesting. I was just going to say, sorry, just to give on. you a frame of reference. Imagine thinking in the span of like two or three chapters that Hunter Hunter went from a ten, or yeah, or One Punch Man, in fact, went from a ten to a five. That's what people <laughs> think Attack on Titan did in the span of two chapters. Because before those two chapters, everyone loved attack on titan still right but imagine in the span of two chapters it goes from a masterpiece to something that you just outright don't think is good at all that's how people perceive the fuck happened ah, i don't know because we're in peak attack on titan season i don't know if you want me to spoil but uh, okay. it's just uh, the characters didn't do what they thought they should do and you know they thought it was trash ah uh, i got you i mean hey I guess people are entitled to their own expectations of a series, but man, why can't my hero just have the death penalty? <laughs> I, I was, um, I just, um, it's funny. It's just, you're just, everything you say is reminding me of this debate. I literally had like a couple of hours ago. Um, yeah, I was, oh, I was shit, just going really? back and forth with one of my friends. They were like, yeah, uh, they should kill Shigaraki. And I was like, no, they shouldn't, they gain, they gain nothing from doing it if he can be saved. Like, it's a net negative if they kill him. My, my logic is killing him makes more logistical sense. Not even, like, moralistic justice-wise, like, oh yeah, he needs to pay for his crimes. I mean, like, the guy, like, his body is just such a danger to be present. Like, the decay quirk on its own is already, like, super, like, yikes. Then you have the all-for-one quirk, the original mm -hmm. all-for-one quirk, and uh, all the other shit he's collected since then. Like, sure, like, but you can take quirks away from people now. He's... That's not even, like, a relevant <laughs> factor for the most part. You can just steal his quirk. 
bro, then do that Ozai him. But like, like how, how do I say the threat of Shigaraki needs to 100% go away. And like that, that's where, that's really where my concern is coming from. Because if they can do like a, yeah, like a rewind thing with Aerie where they, where she just like undoes Shigaraki's powers, which I wouldn't even mind being the ending, by the way. Like if, if in the end, Deku just like fails to kill or defeat Shigaraki on his own, he goes to Aerie and he's like, bro, can, can you just like make him a monkey or something? And like, that's how it ends. I'm sure, like, I would be fine with that personally. I don't think that'd be a day of sex Machina because like it's not like it come out of nowhere. She, you know, she's there. It, like a lot of people might disagree with that, which I don't really mind. It, it's just like I think it would be cool. I don't understand the combination. Like the combination of the quirks Deku has right now to me are just so hilariously pathetic in comparison to the one Shigaraki has that I actually like I don't envision a fight between the two of them insofar as Deku putting up like an honest to God struggle. I, like 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 you know what I mean like. To me, it just feels like something else has to happen because there's because what, what's Deku what's Deku gonna do? Use danger sense and smoke screen on, on a guy with like super decay power? Like I, I just don't think Deku's not running crazy? with Shigaraki. I very maybe at one point yeah. in the like in the fight he will, but I just the the our hero academia shit the 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 fact that he didn't even one v one him the first time. I just like Deku's not so dumb as to literally fight. Somebody who would who would give all might smoke by himself. Yeah. So yeah. So you actually. Wow. Wow. Rare moment of agreements yeah. between us. What's going you know, on? No, I think one v one. Shigaraki's beating because Deku's probably faster and stronger, but that doesn't really matter. He can't kill. Even if Deku wanted to, I'm not sure you could kill him. You can't touch yeah. him. Yeah, he'd have to be fast enough to where Shigaraki's hands can't make contact. But he also can't. Like even if Shigaraki just stood there, he would just regen, which is a problem in and of itself yeah like like how are they beating shigaraki is is, is like what i'm most where interested the to saving see. comes in they're going to go into the vestige world right and then he's going to save shigaraki Shigaraki's going to reject all for one and then whatever happens there i don't really know it can go in a lot of different ways but i don't think that deku is or anybody is going to be able to just straight up like beat shigaraki like 1v or physically maybe in the vestic world some random shonen bullshit happens but i just can't imagine like any i don't i mean is there any combination of people that could beat shigaraki that their forces have probably not i mean you'd have to have uh some kind of fire quirk just because i feel like that's most effective against the guy like shigaraki it's long range and incinerated cells can't really regenerate mm -hmm. so i'd say like dobby level flames which it's already kind of hard to reach, but like, oh my god, bro, can Todoroki has a better shot of 1v1ing Todoroki? Uh, <laughs> 1v1ing Shigaraki. Bullied before he could even think about using his generic ass ice fire combination. I, I'm saying he has Deku's a better Deku's definitely Deku. putting up way more of a fight against. There is not a single person not named Deku that's putting up a, a good fight against Shigaraki. Any extent. I mean, I don't even think Deku's necessarily doing that. You know what? Okay, okay. Okay, then let me revise my statement. Let's say you give Todoroki, like, five more years to, like, really train the hell out of his quirk, and he gets to, like, half one side being, like, borderline, like, above uh, Todoroki, ab oh, sorry, above Endeavor level, but, like, still below Davi level flame power-wise, and then uh, left side, you know, maximum ice or whatever. I, I think he has a better shot than Deku does now. Uh, no, I don't think so. Bro, even with a five-year time so, skip, no. are you serious? Because what Todoroki... Here, here's what I'll say this, right? If Shigaraki just puts mm -hmm. his hand on the ground, Todoroki loses. 
Deku doesn't lose to that strat right, outright. He can fly. Yeah, but Todoroki can make uh, ice, will disintegrate uh, ice bridges. Because anything that Shigaraki touches that makes contact with other things will disintegrate as well. That's why he can just touch the ground and, like, that's why Deku had to bring him into the air in their last fight. Because after Aizawa, like, had, uh, like, closed his eyes or whatever, and Shigaraki could actually use Decay, Deku had to make sure he brought him somewhere where he couldn't, like, touch the ground. Shigaraki, because if Shigaraki will just touch the ground, Todoroki will make his, like, ice shit, but then the ice shit will disintegrate, and Todoroki has nowhere to go, gravity will work, and then he'll die. Deku can fly, use Black Whip to keep him at distance, and then, like, I mean, even then, I, like, I don't necessarily think that Deku has a very good chance, but he's faster than Todoroki will ever be, he's stronger, and he has, like, versatility that allows him to directly avoid um, Shigaraki's, like, one-hit KOs. Um, I don't think Todoroki is, he's just not well-versed to go up against someone like him. Bakugo would have a better chance, I think, because he can fly and he can maintain a distance and do all the things Todoroki can, can do for the most part, except, you know, not die on the ground. You know, I want to talk about My Hero Academia's power mm -hmm. system for a second here, because I was thinking about this the other day. My Hero Academia system is like so mid that it's like the definition of just like middle of the road you know it, it is it it is mm. not bad you don't need like a like a master's degree to understand sure. it you know what i mean it's 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 very much like human humans so with Pokemon they have superpowers power. like it's not like i don't even know if i'd necessarily say it's a, like it is a power system but they have superpowers like that's all it is like like it just like fire works the mm. same way right like if you don't have a quirk that like makes you uh, immune to fire in one form or another you're you're getting burned by fire like like there's there's no like catch there and i thought about it from a um uh, a visual standpoint and uh do you remember in the i think it was the anime i'm not sure if the manga did this but do you remember in that fight uh deku and bakugo had with all might during their training and all might was just like breaking backs yeah. like massive punches like mm -hmm. all these explosions i was like looking at this and i was like i have a feeling that either these kids like just their base bodies are just so strong they're able to tank like even like held back hits from mm -hmm. all might like this but also to the point where like the blasts that bakugo is creating they seem so like dramatically catastrophic to everything that's not a human being yeah like they seem to rip apart buildings and concrete and things like that and all the different stuff but like why don't they do that yeah i mean the simple answer is quirk usually yeah. will enhance the person to be like um i guess like viable to use it so for example like, unless you're, like, a weird case like Dobby, right? And your body is just not able to handle your quirk. But Bakugo right. has super strength because he can hand Because his body is built to handle the recoil of his explosions, right? You give me or you mm -hmm. those explosion gauntlets with our regular strength, our arms are flying off, right? The fact that Bakugo can do that yeah. and not die and barely even show strain means that he's enhanced. Todoroki, you know, coats himself in fire with no damage fire resistance probably durability resistance in general um these characters just have to be yeah. stronger um or at least some characters like ida has to be more durable and stronger because he's moving at super speeds you know all these different things um that will not probably force your body to be enhanced um in certain capacities you know it's weird 
this is like a this is a podcast where like you and I have just been kind of on the same mm-hmm. page consistently. So I don't feel the need to like argue <laughs> with you as much. Yeah, it's a weird feeling. We're not arguing and going back and forth. Yeah, it's it's only been twenty minutes, and you know we we've managed to stick to at least a semblance of like a normal flow of conversation. Like we haven't done side tangents or like mini yeah. debates yet. Like I I'm impressed with us, bro. We're sure. look at us. We're growing. We're developing. That character development. I like it. I like it. But um, what were your thoughts on the on the chapter yeah. overall? Like um, just like good bad mid whatever just mid like like the highlight was definitely the interaction with the 1-8 students that's it yeah the highlight was the interaction with them i like like you know that bit about the traitor like i wouldn't even mention that because I, I don't think not the traitor but like the spies yeah. that all for one has i don't even feel like bringing that up or like talking about it more in depth because the plot point just, didn't matter yeah like it, it, it literally didn't yeah. even matter so there, there's it's nothing hard. to mention there um it's not like this random civilians getting access to this super secret like fucking war plan so it ultimately yeah. amounts to nothing um, Yep, that's all it is. Uh, I think it's a pretty alright chapter. You know, nothing great, but it's certainly, it's good, I guess. Good way to cap it off. It was good, um, I guess. But, yeah, on, on <laughs> six, six out yeah, of ten. I think that's fair. Um, for JJK's chapter, I mean, yes. dope. A lot of dope things, I feel like. So, you know, that's pretty. So- solid uh, Solid 7.5 out of 10 JJK chapter. Mm. I, won't, I, won't, I won't argue with you on that. I think that's a fair rating. Um, yeah, like, it was... It was a lot mm. of exposition. N- not again. Not to say that yeah. th- that's a bad thing. It was just like Gage does exposition pretty well. He doesn't like harp on it too much, and it was definitely disgusting that he put so much detail into these cockroaches, bro. You know what? Four out of ten mm. for this chapter. This like, dude. Did you see how like real they, they looked? looked? Uh, I hated that. In depth, and I think that guy that Yuta tried to save went out in like one of the worst ways we've seen in JJK. Like, I'd say that's on par. Yeah, as bad as like um like Mahito's idol transfiguration. Like it's one of the worst ways you can go. Um, uh, no, no, sorry, no, 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 no. Continue. I I can hold my my point because it's not that big of a deal. Go ahead. I don't know. Um, mine wasn't either. But like I don't want to. I was break just basically flow. going to say um we get to see a little bit more of Rika. Um, that's it. We see her like break the bridge. Mm. We see that like she's still considered strong. Um, but like even like these. I don't know if the the woman is like a special grade, but. She says that, like, oh, yeah, the Shikigami is also super powerful. So it's not like it seems, I mean, we can't say she hasn't diminishing strength at all, but it seems that, like, Rika is still notable in terms of uh, power. What do you, wait, so I have so many thoughts here. So, you, you know, I'm actually really glad you brought up Rika because that was definitely, like, the thing I was mm-hmm. waiting for a little bit. Because ever since that fight with Yuji, I've been kind of on the edge of my seat waiting to see how they're going to uh, explain Rika, like, the new Rika. And I was, like, I saw that it was kind of, like, an exposition chapter. And I was, like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, is this where we're going to find out, like, what the fuck happened between uh, the events of Zero mm-hmm. and, like, this? And, and I, I, like... The fact that Yuta, um, I think it was last chapter, not this one, the narration said that Yuta took three months to regain his special yeah. rage uh, status makes me think he acquired this new Rika, or like made her, depending on what yeah. philosophy you want to go down, in three months, which is just crazy, right? Like, cause like, cause like, okay, couple theories, all right? Let's go down, let's go down like Theory mm-hmm. Avenue for a second here. Yuta either created a new Rika 
through some other means or copying a technique that's able to like create sh- uh, shikigami or shinigami. I I, yeah, I, I was shikigami. shikigami. I'm gonna commit to that. Yeah, shikigami. Um, based off of like cursed mm-hmm. energy amount. Uh, and we can get to the uh, amount output thing in a second because I feel like that's where mm-hmm. we're headed with this chapter. But it's either he created her like that or he kind of summoned a similar type of like a powerful uh, shikigami in a similar, although pretty substantially different way that Megami is able to summon Maharaga. Mm, possibly. Um, or, or sorry, one last thing. Or I just thought of this right now. You know how um, Gojo said that like any sorcerer can um, figure out how to summon basic yeah. shikigami? Like even Yuji, even despite mm. him not having you a curse technique. So what I'm thinking is that this Rika, right? And this this might be unlikely, but I'm I'm claiming it as a theory here. This Rika is just a basic Shikigami that just beefed up by his cursed energy. It's definitely possible. Um, it's not like look outside the realm of possibility. That'd be kind of crazy. Um, crazy impressive for you to, I'll say. I don't know though. I honestly, it's kind I'm of, I'm kind yeah. of like usually I'm super like theory gung ho or whatever with Rika. I just don't uh-huh. have much to say. I don't have really um like much theorizing. I just kind of like he'll explain it when he'll explain it. Like usually, obviously, if you've been watching the episodes and obviously me and you have been discussing JJK for a while now, but I usually have a lot of thoughts. But like for Rika, it's just kind of like um we'll we'll see i don't i just don't have much i feel like to go off of anything i do is just like purely speculative yeah it's purely speculative with like uh. from what i've gathered almost no grounds for any like certain conclusion which is fine i don't think every single thing that i don't know about has to be theory worthy but i think this is just going to be one of those things i personally kind of just like damn i don't know um i nothing's clicked in my head yet if that makes sense as to like oh shit this could be it this could be it Uh, it's just kind of like i i get that so okay what if not rika's origin um what was the like big thing for you there are a couple of things the main one being yuta's like kind of um like burdens as the strongest now i guess like for one he's taken it upon himself to essentially acquire every point that the, that his team needs right um because he's like i'll gather 400 points myself which is pretty pretty wild um and then he's also like i'll kill kenjaku right. i won't like i won't let gojo have to kill his own best friend again yeah so and i thought that friend was again yeah, yeah I, I, was, I i love that line i i think that's a very um that's something i feel like only yuta could do and the reason i feel like it's something only yuta could do is because he's the only one strong enough to have that conviction as of right now Nobody else could even dream of, like, um, bearing the weight. Killing Not Kenjaku. Not only just killing Kenjaku, but I, I think the concept of helping Gojo is something beyond anybody but Yuta. Or anybody on that level. Yuji's too weak. Megami's too weak. None of them can even conceptualize. They're still... Their entire plans rely completely on getting Gojo to bail them out. And Gojo Yuta's out, is, yeah. how can I assist him as, like a relationship rather than like a child parent type thing which i think shows his confidence and his mm-hmm. power and his awareness of how strong he is um I, I think i was saying this on twitter i don't think kenjaku would lose to yuta if they were to fight in a 1v1 maybe oh my god are we getting into this are we getting into this we can yeah in a 1v1 because maybe you could say yuta wins but kenjaku would not be killed by yuta i don't think oh okay yeah. so we agree 
we don't i don't think we no okay i thought i i yeah i, I thought you were firmly in the like yuta washes kenjaku no. camp but i think i think there's a bit of a difference between yuta being able to like run up on kenjaku alone and kill him versus yuta being able to kill kenjaku period i don't think yuta can kill kenjaku in like the sense that kenjaku will have plans he'll have pawns he'll probably have curses that he's gathered that he won't necessarily like be directly in front of while he's fighting i just think that he is he is he's going to handle yuta in a similar way he handled gojo if they come to blows trickery and because i think i think the statement of yuta being second to gojo can be true while he'd still lose to uh to kenjaku because obviously we've seen being the strongest doesn't like mean anything in terms of winning or losing or not that it doesn't mean anything but it's not the end all be all we have so much to unpack here with this like Yuta Kenjaku thing. So I'll I'll start off with like my thesis and we'll go from there. So my thesis goes something like this. Kenjaku uh, and Yuta as they are right now have just reset the gap of Yuta and Ghetto uh, in JJK0. Here's what I mean. The gap between Kenjaku and Yuta now based off of like experience we'll call it or like amount of training done is the same if not more substantial than the gap that Ghetto had with Yuta like with zero cursed energy knowledge and you know minimal training uh that he did in zero and keep in mind i didn't like fully consume zero so i'm going off like bits and pieces that were accidentally spoiled for me so like roughly speaking i know that like the night parade of 100 demons thing i believe is the name of yeah. it correct me if i'm wrong here yuta was what three months into jiu-jitsu mm, school i'm pretty sure he was like when he first encounters ghetto Hold on, I'm pretty sure it's like his first year. I'm pretty sure he's like a year in. No, no, no. I, I mean like the very end. Yeah, like I, I wanna, I'm, I wanna, like, I'm pretty sure uh, he's like a this, year like, in, yeah. um, if I'm remembering. Like he's, he's like been a first year for, no, hold on. Maybe no. I'm tripping, I don't know. Um, No, no, he, yeah, no. He, no, because he was, he's yeah, a no, second yeah, year he now. He there for a couple of months. Yeah, you're right. That gap is now exponentially much larger with Kenjaku, who has like 8 trillion the amount of experience Geto has far more like power than ghetto ever had ghetto does not hold a candle to kenjaku the fact that that they're using the same body is basically i think where the similarities lie like ghetto is just like kenjaku is just like so far above ghetto in every single category uh st like stats of power intelligence speed like everything just completely like different level than ghetto ever like ever was dot 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 and despite Yuta's, like, now year-plus training or whatever, and this new Rika, and, like, all this experience he's had, he's still in a worse position because because it's Kenjaku. Yeah. And to further, like, to, to kind of support my case here before, like, we can get into the refutal, I'm, I'm doing full mm -hmm. MLA format fucking high school energy here. Do you remember when Gojo and... Uh, Kenjaku had that exchange after sealing, and Kenjaku said, I don't know what everybody's like so much in a fuss about with this Yuta Okatsu kid. He is not mm -hmm. the next Satoru Gojo. That shows to me that he does not care about Yuta. Because last week, uh, you were talking about, oh, but doesn't he see um, Sukuna? Like, why didn't he plan for Sukuna? Why is Sukuna still there? Like, uh, if he sealed Gojo, why didn't he seal Sukuna, mm -hmm. etc., etc.? Well, we don't know much about Sukuna, but we can definitely say he like very made it very clear he does not see yuta as a threat to his plan in any way shape or form it, it's not even like in the cards for him to like even consider like the possibility of yuta even 
coming close to stopping him or the games he does not care like 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 he does he just so firmly does not take you to seriously enough so to me a guy like kenjaku is not very boastful and he's not very arrogant right like he's not jogo for example right like i take this remark as like very much like the frustration on his end that the, like the the notion of of like people placing all this faith in yuta is uh this is my reading of it by the way is kind of like oh, Yuta can definitely scale Kenjaku or stop him. Like, who needs Gojo? It's, it's very much like, I think, Gege telling the audience through Kenjaku, like, that's not what's going to happen. Like, Yuta mm. is not the guy. Mm, possibly. I agree that Yuta will not handle uh, Kenjaku. I don't think he'll be able to kill him. At least not though. Yuta now would not beat Kenjaku now. Um, at least from what we're aware mm. of. Um, I think I agree with most of the reasoning. Kenjaku's on a different level. Um, he dismisses Yuta pretty handedly. Um, you know, all the good stuff. But Like, he makes it a case to, like, say that before Gojo's, like, fully sealed. Like, like it's that important to, yeah, to, like, get it across. And, you know, people, people have been arguing, okay, yeah, Yuta's second only to Gojo. That's fine, but where's Gojo, right? Okay, if it could happen yeah. to someone who's <laughs> undeniably the strongest, it can happen to the second strongest. So... Um, not necessarily with Prison Realm, obviously, but defeating him using wits and stuff like that. The only thing I think is that Kenjaku might be underestimating the growth of not just Yuta, but other characters. Because if you guys remember, Gojo Satoru wasn't Gojo Satoru until he had a um, near-death experience with Toji, right? Gojo mm -hmm. was just your typical, not maybe your typical, but like your above-average grade one sorcerer, right? He was pretty strong, but he wasn't really shit. Like, to put it into perspective, right? Gojo, like, Team Gojo, obviously before he, like, awakens after his fight with Toji, would lose to Jogo, and he would lose to Mahito, like, Shibuya Mahito. He would get bodied by Kenjaku. He would, he would lose to a lot of the characters that he doesn't even consider a threat now, right? So, or I'll put it like this. It only takes one moment to develop from somebody who isn't a Gojo-level threat to somebody who is. Uh, uh, Gojo-level threat might be, like, pushing it a little. I will, like, concede on um, Awakening. Sure, but okay, so I'll put it like Proportionally. Teen Gojo was, like, weaker than this Yuta, right? We both agree on that pretty easily, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So... Like, it's it's not an emphatic yes, I think it's an yes. emphatic yes, because Gojo wasn't a special grade at the time. Okay, I know I'm going to regret asking this, but do you think Yuta could, like, kill yes. Toji? Ooh, oh my god. Okay, bro, we... we... You say some shit like that, and like this is why like we're gonna end up doing fucking three JJK episodes in a row. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be the bigger man here. I'm gonna let that slide. Please continue making okay, your okay, point. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I think this right. If you if you had Gojo mm -hmm. and Yuta run a gauntlet against like Mahito, Jogo, um, Toji, Gojo would lose all of those fights. Yuta would lose none. Right. I'll put it like that. Wait, wait. Uh, teenage, it, yeah, Gojo, yeah, teenage Gojo, right? Not Gojo. modern Gojo. Um, so if Yuta okay. awakens, right? If Gojo's awakening brought him to where he is now, mm, I don't know why we why we wouldn't assume Yuta's like awakening in that sense couldn't bring him beyond that, which is something because right now we only have like two characters kind of opinions clashing because Kenjaku thinks that they can't. Gojo thinks that Yuta, Hikari, and Yuji and Megumi can. This is actually a jumping off point. Did you see that tweet? Uh, I think, I forgot who it was. It's like the big JJK account that like 
uh, pops off with like all these theories and stuff. I'm so sorry. I'm going to try to remember their name next time. But it was like, you can tell who all these, uh, who Gojo, Sukuna, and Kinjaku placed their bets on. Yeah, I remember and, you um, it was Yeah, it was like Sukuna placed his bets on Megumi, Gojo placed his on Yuta, and Kinjaku mm-hmm. placed his on Yuji. And I just want to kind of touch on this real quick because I think it, it's a jumping, mm-hmm. like, it, like it adds to your point. Do you think that Gojo is confident enough in Yuta's ability to the point where he's like, he will be able to take on Kenjaku? I mean, one, he says says it during Shibuya, and two, even before this, like, even before his life was in danger, he was like, um, like, right now there are characters or there are people poised to surpass me. Um, and when he was thinking about this, three characters come to his mind, right? He thinks of Hikari... He thinks of Yuta and he thinks of Yuji, right? Um, we know Megami is okay. by proxy included because Gojo says that um, Megami's potential isn't inferior to his. And then he also says, like, he implies that if Megami masters his technique, he could become stronger than him, right? So those four characters, Toto was kind of out of the running because of um, his hand or whatever, at least as far as we know, right? But right. Yuta, Yuji, and Megami are kind of like the big three, if you will. Um, of kind of, like, potential. Um, the ones who have, like, the most... the, the Like, it, the most riding on them is probably Megami and Yuji, because Gojo thinks Megami can surpass him, Gojo thinks Yuji can surpass him, um, and Tsukuna thinks Megami's super special, and Kenjaku thinks Yuji's super special. But the thing is, I think Gojo mm-hmm. is... Um, I mean, he, he has to be well aware of the, the massive gap that Yuta has between them. So I think that Gojo just thinks that Yuta right. is going to get the strongest, the fastest. Meaning, you know, if you need somebody in a pinch to grow dr- dramatically, you, prob- you probably want to rely on Yuta rather than Yuji or Megami right now, right? Um, they're more infantile mm-hmm. in their growth. Definitely. Um, like, we've seen that yes. Yuta can go from, like, falling however far he did from special grade back up to special grade in the, in the span of three months a year ago or something, right? So it's not like he hasn't done this before. He hasn't made, like, entire grade jumps. I just think if you put Yuta in a position where all the cards are against him, right, and he has to evolve or die, and if he survives, he will become someone stronger than Gojo, or at least on that level. And I think that that's kind of the whole point of Gojo in the first place. Like, that's what he's trying to do. That's his entire, like, mission in life. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be a little bit strange if, like, someone who's been watching and cultivating people specifically to surpass him wasn't aware of, of their capacity to, to like, supersede him. So to answer the question very shortly, I don't think Yuta can take on Kenjaku now with all of his schemes, all that stuff. But to say that Yuta could never do it, mm-hmm. I think is a bit far-fetched. Honestly, I was about to say, we know, like, they're gonna be Kenjaku, but, like, Honestly, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That Honestly, like, I thought they were going to get Gojo at the end of Shibuya. Like, when Shibuya started, I was like, oh, they're going to save him at the end of the arc. It's going to be all good. Really? But, but they didn't. So I was like, damn, that's kind of crazy. Um, because I'm used to arcs having a having a problem, that problem then being resolved in that arc. By the end of the arc? Yeah. This, this is the curse of watching all these shonen, dude. We, we've like, developed some nasty habits. Like, for example, can you imagine if, like, um you know, the Chimera Ant arc starts, we go into it, and then by the end of the arc, the Chimera Ants just run free, and, like, all of our heroes are beaten. Like, that, that'd be so crazy. So, I, I mean, have... that, that's, like, that, like, half happened. I mean, they all died, though. 
not um all of them a lot of them survived and just went back to the ngl let me and... yeah let me rephrase that all the ones yeah. that were a threat to the world died okay yes like okay i'll, I'll put like oh, oh actually no 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 sorry um what's his name he survived and if hunter hunter ever comes back he's probably gonna be the last villain um uh jiro but he wasn't was he was he confirmed to be a chimera i don't know yeah because he got eaten by the queen and he was um it was like the whole conversation with Welfin was that he was resurrected and he's just like out there still and like keep in mind this was like the dictator of the ngl before the chimera ants and you know the whole story was shown like like, like there, there's it's like a chekhov's gun thing as as i consider it yeah maybe i don't i don't really remember gyro all that much but i'll take your word for it i get uh I feel, I feel like you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, generally, like, I, I get your if point. If yes. Meruem survived, like that'd be like such a, a fucking cr or like or if Gon didn't kill P two at the end of the arc or something. Oh yeah, right? that would have been fucking weird. It would have been it would have been strange, and that's why I assumed I was like, damn, you know, get the and then when Kenjaku was running away, not running away, but he's like, this is the golden age, and then he just disappeared. I was like, what? Like <laughs> that that wasn't what I expected. So. I was about to say, like, they're obviously going to beat Kenjaku in this arc, but I don't even know, honestly. Because... Like, I, I I, can't even make this, like, a confident statement about, like, their survival. Like, I can't say Megumi, Yuji, and Yuta are all 100% going yeah. to survive this, at the end of this arc. I definitely can't say that. So, I mean, I'll just say this. I think it's implied, but, oh, okay, I'll put it like this, right? I think Gojo's statements hold more weight in this context than Kenjaku's. So in terms of potential, I think Gojo is like more right. And it's for a couple, uh. of, it's for multiple reasons. One, he's like, he has a more direct relationship with them. He teaches them, he trains them. He's like seen them fight more directly, blah, blah, blah. And then also there's more headcanony, right? But the six eyes ability to like see like, uh, cursed energy flows things like that um mm -hmm. um like gaps in strength like he's able to tell just by looking at his cursed energy that yuji's gotten a lot stronger um than he was before after like fighting with toto i just think that that kind of lends to the idea that he's just more aware of people's like limits than most if anybody really or any non-six size user if that makes sense i get what you mean but i don't agree because, like, if it was just the six eyes thing, then I think it's a little... It, it's too dismissive of people like Kenjaku and Sukuna, who have been around... Especially Sukuna, who have been around the block, like, so many times that they're able to, like, make confident assessments because, A, they've either seen it all before, or, B, their awareness and... You know what? No, both of them, actually. They're students of the game, so to speak, right? Like, they're not uh, ignorant of things like measuring potential or... Um, danger levels mm, i mean i'll say this i'm not saying they're they're like they're naive to it what i will say is gojo has more inverse like proof and um like reasoning for him be to be better at it sukuna has some to a lesser degree than gojo but kenjaku has almost like none in terms of reading somebody's potential like not to say he doesn't have any but he hasn't shown any there i'll put it like that i'm not saying he's even like dumber than gojo or sukuna i just think dojo's technique lends quite literally to being able to see what somebody's capable of right sukuna has shown that he can he can spot out potential just by technique like with megami right but tenjaku mm -hmm. just hasn't shown that level of awareness yet right maybe if he proves to be correct and, mm -hmm. and yuta fails to reach gojo's level then you know he'll have that feat but i just think that like gojo 
obviously, um, he's able to tell, um, he's able to, like, be like, yeah, Yuji, you're gonna be super strong, um, Megami's gonna be super strong, all this different stuff, and he has the six eyes, right? You can have seen Megami was gonna be super strong, mm -hmm. he called it very early on, Kenjaku just doesn't have either of those things yet, so it's not impossible, it's just not substantiated, I think, is what where I'm at right now. I gotcha. Okay, I, I think I understand. Um, I guess... We have we're gonna have to wait until Kenjaku comes like back on screen or um Yuta <laughs> washes everybody. Unfortunately, you know, for both of us, JJK is on yeah. break next week, so we're gonna have to wait longer to see. It just breaks my heart. <sighs> it's a shame. Yeah, dude. but usually the, the the upside to it is usually when he takes a break before dropping a fighting chapter, that fighting chapter is excellent. So I'm gonna just look at it as it's it's a necessary yeah. evil in order to get a great Yuta chapter again. Hell yes. Yeah, I'm proud of us. We we managed to talk about my hero and JJK for like a solid uh, 48 minutes as of this recording, and you know not get totally yeah. into the weeds with like power scaling and yeah. debates i'm Luckily, proud of us we agreed on most of the thing yeah like i was bro, i was surprised it happened with my hero academia <laughs> i'm definitely surprised it happened with yeah. jjk but yeah i think i think we're good because bro I'll, I'll admit sometimes you have takes that just like they make me look up too like stunning yeah too too much for your brain to handle i nah bro they got me looking up flights to texas like like crazy <laughs> for my intelligence i got you got you oh yeah uh, so final scores for the arc arc, <laughs> arc my god I wish. Uh, so yeah, so final like scores for the chapter. I think eight, maybe 8.5. I don't know. Uh, I like it. I think the expectation is pretty cool. It's... I really like that page with the, I won't let Sensei kill his best friend again. That was honestly probably one of my favorite lines from mm -hmm. Yuta. Um, like even including volume zero. Uh, I still stick by my 7.5 just because, like I said, very exposition-y chapter. But I did learn one new thing, though. And that was the whole cursed energy Ooh. output. Cursed energy, like... Reserve, reserve thing, which I just remembered mm. we didn't really touch on. So, um, yeah, we can, do you want to just quickly that, like, it's an it's talk an about that for like concept, a couple minutes? So. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, you want to go first? I honestly think, like, it's not something I really thought about, but it makes complete sense that, like, output and um, reserves aren't correlative at all. Because the way I think of it is akin to, like, a faucet, right? Just because you turn on a faucet does not mean it's mm -hmm. going to explode with all the water that you have access to, right? It streams out. That's what I think the output is. Um, in terms of reserves, Yuta just has an infinite amount of water, whereas, you know, this other guy, the, the punk-looking guy, um, can, um, like, output... Honestly, don't like. I don't know how his technique is going to work or his abilities are going to work, if I'm going to be honest. But I feel like the fact that he called Yuta's mm -hmm. output unimpressive, essentially, is kind of crazy. He was, like, he was like, his output is... I can't remember the exact wording, but he's like, his output is nothing crazy, but it's those reserves. And I was like, damn, you're looking at Yuta, like, swinging his sword and obliterating these, uh, these like, cursed cockroaches, and you're just like, damn. You can see, like, he's on a building, seeing it from a large distance away, and he's just like, damn, not crazy. He just has a lot of cursed energy in reserves. It's also an interesting concept, because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, your assumption was the same as mine, where we both thought <laughs> the faucet was just a non-factor yeah. right like the side like like you can just release however much of it you want at any given yeah. moment like you because i why wouldn't you be able like to right bucket. like you can decide to pour it all out at once or not right yeah yes basically yes same thing basically so it was really surprising that gay was like no, no there is like a faucet there is like a water pressure valve yeah you, you know what i mean no yeah and that's so, why 
Hmm, that's yeah. very interesting, and I think, hmm, I feel like that adds quite a bit of depth to the power, like, even more so, because it, it's another factor that you have to consider in a fight. Like, I, th I honestly think this is why curse techniques are so important, because they're a vessel to launch your curse energy in probably bigger masses than you can yourself. So, like, for example, if Megami took all the cursed energy he used to, um, like, summon Divine Dog, but instead just shot it out in a blast, the blast would never be as potent as Divine Dog is himself. I think that kind of recontextualizes uh. cursed techniques as, like, they're, they're a necessity because of the efficiency of them, which is something we knew, but I think seeing it in a, uh, in a different aspect is... Um, just interesting to see. I think it's kind of helpful. Yeah, me too. And I can't wait to see how it's explored, especially with, you know, the guy who boasts the most amount mm -hmm. of output than anybody. Okay, it's not said, but I'm just going to go ahead and just kind mm -hmm. of plant my feet here, whatever. Like, me being wrong, be damned, right? There is no fucking way he has more cursed energy reserves than you tell He wouldn't no be way. impressed Absolutely by it if none. he would. I agree. Yeah. I just think it's going to be... He... Like, I think he gasses out, like... I think way yeah. faster because if his cursed energy amount is like output is higher than Utah's, then and he has less of it to spare, then five shots or something like a very low number before he's just completely wiped out. Like all Utah has to do is just yeah. dodge and wait he's for him to just run out. Not the type to be in a fight that lasts longer than a couple of minutes. Like I, I would look at it like this, right? Utah could one shot Yuji. Right? That's what Yuji basically says, right? He's like, dude, you hit me with your sword, I'm okay. dead. Right? So, if Yuta's cursed energy uh -huh. output, it pales in comparison to this guy's. At least, any, like, special grade curses that are of the low to mid levels are getting one shot. Most sorcerers in existence are getting one shot. Right? So, it's not like he has to even have good stamina. If, if like, they were both to output their most amount of, like, cursed energy... If this guy were to win, he's one-shotting every grade one sorcerer I think we've been introduced to. And then he's also one-shotting a lot of cursed spirits. So I think kind of if the sort of like the the drawback to his ability is low stamina, it makes a lot of sense because realistically there shouldn't be very many people who could survive um, any of his attacks. Yes, I agree. Okay, yeah, I, I yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. This it's weird. I know. It's, I'm I'm I just as surprised okay. as you. So I so here's one thing before we close out officially. Officially, I my kind of prediction for this is I think we're going to be kind of go like or like Utah's fight because I'm, I'm guessing he's going to go person to person. He's trying to rack up 400 points, right? I can't imagine he's not going to try to kill right. all of like the 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 bigger threats in the in the barrier, right? So assuming he's going to do that. Okay. I think these are all going to show different aspects of his strength. I would hope, I, I don't want to say I hope so, um, but I think that there, we're going to go over different aspects of like what makes Yuta so strong. I think that would make quite a bit of sense in order to not get repetitive, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. I'm just trying to figure out what's going to be here. That blade also that that, that cockroach curse had, kind of concerning. God, I, I really hope the fight with the cockroach isn't drawn out too much. I, I just don't, I don't have the stomach to like see it on yeah. screen, dude. Cockroaches is going to be giving us like the same way he did with Megami and Reggie's like, um, like, uh, weight fight where he gives us like a scientific lesson. He's going to be like, yeah, cockroaches are this. He's going to give us like a five page breakdown on why cockroaches are super Bro, strong. If he says the phrase cockroach mm -hmm. eggs, 
I'm I'm stopping JJK right there. I'm done. It's over. It's like but I don't know up. that blade where life and death cross paths. That's sounding kind of menacing. I hope what ends up happening is that uh, with the remaining three of these guys, it's like one chapter per guy, so this thing doesn't like last the yeah. next six months. Mm, I can see that. I'm thinking probably a minimum of two chapters. At least for, like, maybe three for the bigger ones, I can imagine. Like, like I think the punk guy is probably going to get a lot of chapters. I don't know. He just seems like he'd be the type to be focused on, but we'll see. Because my uh, theory for when the Cullen Games proper is going to begin, it, and I mean that more in the abstract, like, the JJK lore uh, gets... Sorry, the JJK main story continues to progress way, not in, like, a lore-building way, which is kind of where we're at right now. Um is probably going to be another three months because we still have all of Utah's fights and if we're being conservative sorry if we're being yeah if we're being super conservative uh and say that it's one chapter per like enemy for Utah that's three more chapters here and then um there's Hakari and Panda's chapters I mean Hakari definitely has to Panda I'm like 50 50 on and then we have to like get to uh Angel and Megumi mm. um you know, Maki, where is she at? Um, yeah, Ma Maki. Uh, like, there's a lot to get through before we get one to... One like, thing, um, did you notice that Yuta's fight here is taking place earlier um, than Megumi and um, Yuji's did? No, what? How did how? So how if you know? we look at the time... Let me go back. I think it might be the previous chapter. Basically, when Yuta like, pops up on the scene... like Okay, so we know that Yuta, when he killed that, that Shikigami guy... It was right before this chapter. Like, chronologically, they happened back-to-back. -back. Um, like, there wasn't much passage of time. And the reason we know this is because right after Yuta does it, right, they're underneath the bridge. And then everybody's like, you know, Mr. Okotsu, like, you know, can you, uh, you can, can we come out now or whatever? And then the cockroaches attack. Um, let's see. Someone on Twitter made a, a nice, pretty, um, mm. a pretty, like, succinct timeline I'll probably I'll I'll show it to you in a second, but basically it's just like Megumi like chronologically they're they're not taking place in order, which is something Gege's been consistently doing mm -hmm. because Maki's slaughter took place way before like it actually yeah, yeah like before days it before. actually did, which was um you know a pretty interesting choice, but I honestly think hmm. Maybe do you think that that's possible that that could that could like r be the rationalization as to why Angel's in Colony One when she shouldn't be? Like maybe you to put up in one of the rules as you know you can freely cross uh, colonies, and that's why she's over there. I don't know. That's a lot of speculation to be had. I don't. He's not a because even if he um kills the remaining three people, he's not going to yeah. be at a hundred points yet unless you know they give their points Which to him. Could, they couldn't do if this is out of order. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So I guess sure. we'll see. Anyways, good chapter. Liked it. Like you too. Uh, yeah. So lastly, the main topic for today's episode. Uh, I want to talk about this, like, anti-tube copyright thing for a while. 
because obviously, like, if we're both in danger of our entire channels being deleted, it's not something that I think either of us really are able to ignore and be should ignore. If you guys don't already know, uh, what essentially happened was there was this uh, YouTuber named Swede. I think that's his name, right? Yeah. VR, Swede. Yeah. He made this video basically saying that, like, Japanese animation companies, they're, they're going to war. It's like a totally not marked situation, but, like, for the entire community, they can get past YouTube's copyright system and just do, like, straight uh, lawsuits uh, for takedowns. And they could essentially just overnight even in not even overnight just like over afternoon just like wipe an entire channel out of existence and like press charges yeah. and it's it, it's basically got the entire any community on on blast a little bit and i you know a lot of people have made videos really like getting into the weeds with like their takes on this whole thing and I, it, sorry nah, it's just neither. it's hard to believe that yeah it's just it's hard to believe that all this is happening because for so long the um any two community was able to like grow and you know just between us like there are people who upload like entire episodes or entire like movies owned by these companies and like they don't do shit but like when it comes to any tubers they have like a specific hate boner for them and i just don't understand why so that's like really uh infuriating to me personally yeah i completely but, understand um, uh it's very strange that they don't i'm yeah i mean i assume that maybe it's like a popularity thing there's probably just less people like ripping and re-uploading anime content onto youtube specifically than there are like actual anti-tubers um and yeah yeah which seems like a more yeah. pressing problem so anyway like basically we're just gonna go over what this means for both of our channels like how we're gonna adapt and <sighs> where like basically like our take yeah. on the whole thing do you um, want to you want to go so i just want to start off by saying one thing i do think that like we should all be kind of pointing the finger at youtube almost as much as these companies because if they just allowed youtubers individual youtubers to geo-restrict their own videos it would make things so much easier it the biggest positive outcome of youtube just adding this one feature is the collapse of mcn's oh my god dude i I hate MCNs with every fiber of my being. I hate that they exist. I hate that they're allowed. Only they're allowed to have this this geolock system. So you have to sign on, and you you don't even you're not even guaranteed to sign on. You have to apply to sign on for somebody to take away twenty ten to twenty percent additional income on top of YouTube's cut and then taxes. It, it is the most bizarre fucking business. I hate every MCN. Very impassioned speech. I don't know if I necessarily same the same like share the same like vitriolic hatred for MCNs. But I do share hatred for losing money, so um, I definitely am not pro MCN um, in that sense. Um, one thing, I, I, you know, far be it for me to cape for YouTube because I think this is something that YouTube should have to deal with in some capacity. But I do think that the reason geoblocking can't be so easily prevalent, or at least it's something that has to be a little bit more thought put into, is because imagine people are able to geoblock and then people in the west are able to completely re-upload anime episodes entire seasons without worrying about getting struck um by copyright and things like that um which could kind of be a piracy issue the thing you could say to counter that is that these like um uh, japanese media companies could still view it obviously there's things like yeah there's VPNs, vpns obviously and then there's also like western versions of these companies right Toei obviously has, like, or Toei mm -hmm. Funimation, not Funimation, but Toei and all these other Japanese companies do have, like, a, like overseas um, operations, but that would just mean they have to deal with the copyright laws 
in the actual country or, or, or area of the world in which we actually don't have like archaic caveman-esque like fair use um uh, and copyright laws which i think is something to be more beneficial yeah honestly it's just kind of like a i mean anything was never like the most stable thing copyright strikes and things of that nature were always something that you had to worry about i mean i've personally had one of my channels deleted well i've had broken ronin deleted before um like back mm -hmm. i think i don't know it was about a year ago i was at like 1k going making pretty good progress woke up one night no channel and i was like damn no way to get it back huh so i just you know this is a technically a, a version two of that um so so i know firsthand like <laughs> how uh, scary this can be but to know that like you can't even refute it um by counterclaiming is something that is you know pretty nerve-wracking it's not something that like you know i'm shivering and shaking in my boots or anything um but like it is something that you think of in the back of your mind like is all this work that i'm doing for no reason right can this all be taken down in the course of you know hours not even days or weeks or anything like that like literal hours can all of my work be be just taken down and and i get a fine for it yeah like that's i think the part that like really grates on me they just circumvent all of youtube's check checks and balances system and they go straight for fucking uh slap suits essentially and, and you know worse than all of this is that it's it has like people reevaluating their entire lives basically because when you get like further up the anytube ladder uh in terms of subscriber numbers People like Mark, for example, like he's built, you know, his business, he has employees, he has like his own family to take care of. So something like a power like this literally just destroys these people, these people's lives in like exactly. one fail like, swoop. I'm personally lucky enough to not right now, at least make my like I make all my money off of YouTube, but I don't make a living off of YouTube in the sense that like I'm still dependent on others. Right. But like. I can only imagine how uh -huh. nerve-wracking it would be to be like, yeah, I live in, I live or die off of, like, my YouTube content. Yeah, exactly. Bad sense. Um, God. Or just YouTube in general. But, like, if my channel is taken down, you know, so is my ability to eat, right? Like, mm, yeah. I got it. That can't be a good feeling. And it just has a lot of people, like, reevaluating, like, their approach to it. And for a lot of people, even if it isn't, like, a living thing, like, this is something we're all passionate about, right? Like, Working on videos for hours on end consistently, I just don't think it's something you could do if you didn't enjoy the work. And for that to be possibly ripped away mm -hmm. is kind of crazy. And uh, like, let's let's just get straight into it, right? Like, when it comes to us specifically and how we are gonna approach this being like like if we're erring on the side of this is definitely happening at some point, there's going to be like an anti-tube apocalypse mm -hmm. and it's like looming, then uh, we're faced with a couple options. And like, I'll start with myself because I technically, I have less videos in my library as of right now. And like the tier lists are fine. Um, face cam videos like the Bleach one are kind of hit or miss because like I do interlay some footage, but I could just as easily go back and remove it and it won't be a big deal if it's like really, really mm -hmm. necessary. However, when it comes to things like my Gone video or like my JJK videos or my, my Hero Academia videos, those are things that I will honestly just have to get rid of, right? And moving forward, I'd I'd have to like be almost exclusively face cam or find some other workaround. And 
for me, that's not as much of a problem because I'm sort of used to face cam in, in one way or another. But, you know, for you, I'm curious uh, what the effect is. I mean, is. the first thing is, if they're, like, targeting your channel, your channel's getting taken down. It's not just a video thing. So, like, for example, they went to my channel and they're like, all right, we got a couple of videos. We're going to send you, like, a, uh, a little strike. YouTube's going to take down your channel, um, right, until further notice or anything like that. I don't even have the chance to mm -hmm. be like, damn, can I just like delete or private the videos and continue uploading new content. So it's 31,000 subscribers, at least at the time of recording this down the drain. Um, so I'd mm -hmm. have to restart again, not really looking forward to like a fourth restart personally, uh, maybe a third, but mm -hmm. I mean, my content, like in general, I've just never really recorded face cam. So like that would be something completely new if I was bent on doing YouTube. Um, but my kind of alternative, I don't know if alternative is necessarily the word, because I'd be doing it alongside if possible. But the plan would be to supplement YouTube with a Patreon, because I think that that just bypasses a lot of the inherent issues that YouTube has. Um, I think that like even without the geolocking feature for Patreon, toy animation isn't going to... like. Uh, subscribe to my patreon to watch my videos or anything like that right like <laughs> uh, it's, it's i don't think it's ever going to come to that um and you know in the like horrible scenario in which my channel is deleted there is still a place where people would be able to find me where i'm uploading content consistently and things like that so um that's kind of my plan i i hope to launch it um like mid late february early march area um as kind of like a right now supplementary thing, but kind of backup plan. Um, like I, I kind of want it. I want to treat it as, as a sort of second channel. Um, I upload content on there probably not as frequently as I do on my main channel. Um, but still upload videos nonetheless. Boy. What's up? Are you talking about like Anime X? No, or I mean do you have a Patreon. Patreon. Channel? I mean to treat. I mean, to treat oh, Patreon oh, okay. as if it's my second channel, essentially. Um, uh, um, you know, upload content on there regularly. Um, things of that nature, basically. And that's kind of my approach to it. Just because of, like, I just can't... You can't be so, like, sure that, you know, YouTube is the place that it... it I mean, YouTube has never been the place that's, like super duper secure right but now more than ever for like anti tubers it's kind of wild and also something i've seen um it's kind of like people like on twitter especially being like glad that this is happening or something for like anti tubers or like yeah anti tubers suck i'm so happy that this could happen it's just kind of like a weird reception i'm i'm more thrown out like i don't really care these are just some random losers on twitter right but it is kind of like strange to see that yeah. People are haters. Like, like... People are indeed haters. I guess it's just, like, I guess strange to see somebody hate on, like, other people's livelihood. Like, outside of just disagreeing or maybe even thinking the person's dumb, like, to wish on somebody whose only quote-unquote crime is to, um, like, if their only crime is to, to, to have anime takes that you just don't like, I don't know, to wish, to wish yeah. them, like, the inability to take care of themselves is just such an insane thing.
And it's very fucked up because these people unironically love that mm-hmm. kind of content. It's just like they don't like it when it's against like their exactly. preference. They like people agreeing with them. They like people sort of um, acting kind of like sheep, if you will. It's no fun. It's no fun if like the people have actual opinions for themselves, you know? You know, I tried the Patreon thing a while back. Um, it just didn't work out for me. Um, a, because I uh, couldn't keep up with the amount of work that it took mm-hmm. to like deliver. Like I could barely deliver on my actual like main videos, um, both mm-hmm. for Patreon. I think I just like couldn't possibly make twice the amount of videos. Yeah. Like like I would definitely need um, my YouTube channel to pop off a little bit more to like be able to justify a Patreon where I'm like, okay, I have the video making pipeline so down, I can afford to make additional like extra videos for Patreon. Yeah, and. I don't necessarily even have my pipeline down like that. I can just guarantee that for a little bit of time, like right now, knock on wood, I've been in a little bit of like a flow state mm-hmm. when it comes to videos. Like editing is something I like, I'm I'm completely, it's just part of the process. I work and it's not like this super encumbering process. Um, you know, I feel like I'm improving with my editing, things like that. So, and I'm also, like if I were to pull up my spreadsheet, I'm like a month ahead of schedule, so I could spend a couple of days out of the week um, working on a Patreon video here or there. Because I'm, I'm imagining I probably put out like two, maybe three a month, like higher tiers, things like that. Um, and not everybody has to mm-hmm. subscribe to that in order for it to even be viable. Um, even if the low tiers, like for like a kind of a tip thing to show appreciation or just, you know, like all of that would just go to me being able to make content quicker anyways. It'd just be kind of like a... Um, I don't know. I feel like the Patreon would very quickly start to pay for itself. I see. No, I, I see what you mean. I, I guess it's really about how committed yeah. you are to it. Because if you're like approaching it like, like this is the thing, I'm going to become a mm-hmm. Patreoner, right? And then like YouTube is the yeah. side hustle, <laughs> kind of like what H Bomber guy does, then I think it's definitely like the way to go. Um, Overall, I'm not exactly thrilled about the circumstances um yeah obviously right i think at some point what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna try to figure out a way to do the same thing with my videos i i just need to make more of them that that's 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 a good goal for me to focus on right now just make more videos and go from there that's always a good idea make more videos yeah i was about to go on a side (laughs) tangent i don't know why just about youtube but like i don't know it's just kind of like out of left field go off bro this is the honored ones podcast true 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 so let me ask you a question first do you think your videos have a like winning formula if that makes sense does that make sense do you need me to like elaborate a bit more okay okay elaborate yeah is there like a if i do this then i get good result kind of like thing that's kind of clicked for you a little bit or a pattern with your videos tier lists yeah, you know i'm, I'm gonna yeah. stick with tier lists like okay. confidently That's fair. recently like i don't sometimes i just like realize things that are super simple but like for the past week i just thought like hey stupid why don't you start like modeling your videos after your so what i'm looking for like your success equation and other people in your niche of success equation if that makes sense so like it seems like very simple right duh but like it's just like something i didn't really consciously think i kind of just made videos i thought would do well but i didn't have a reason for thinking they would do well they were just kind of like blind hope or faith i guess i'm curious um why because you know you've had more videos pop off than i am right so your frame of reference should technically be higher yeah for sure it's just me being a dumbass there's no real like 
like justification. It's just, <laughs> I just didn't put together that like, there's a commonality in the title format, thumbnail format, and then timing and then topic. Are those all T's? Oh my God. Yeah, um, that's funny. Anyways, right. Those, those four things are what decides like a video doing all right for me so far. Right. So I was just like, wait a minute. What if I just made every video, right? And just plug in the right formula. Like I don't even bother thinking of a video or making a video that doesn't conform to what will work. I don't know if that again this I seems felt super smart. I like, felt are you, super are, like, smart bro, when I did Are you that. fucking with me right now? No, I felt like, super like, I, and I've been doing better ever since I started like kinda consciously thinking about it, but I felt super smart when I said like obviously it's obvious. Obviously it's I don't know, whatever. It's obvious, right? No, it's, but like okay. okay, let me put it like this, right? Doing what works is something that I've attempted to do. But I guess it's the right meticulousness. No. It is the depth in which I'm looking at what I did right. If that makes sense. So like for example, I know JJK videos work. So no shit, I make JJK videos a lot, right? Uh Okay. That's something anybody, you know, with a functioning brain could do. But like realizing specific phrases that I use that will consistently work or title length, like character lengths or um or thumbnail colors, like framing of a thumbnail, <clears throat> timing of the day. This is the things like that. Bro, are, are you fucking with me right now? Do you go over that every time you make a video? Yes, like I thought everybody. So like did. when you you're like, damn, this video, this color worked. I now will make thumbnails with this color from now on. Yeah, it sounds like the ideal anti-tuber is somewhere um like your work ethic w with like my insanity. Sensei's work ethic. That's a better one, but I think that's fair. Nah, well, okay. Sen like Sensei's work ethic has like like additional people, so I'm I'm going by individuality. Sure. Like the second you get like the broken Ronin uh in like incorporated group, um you know obviously after you hire me. Um, we're gonna have to hire other people. Of course, of course. <laughs> the The corporation won't work otherwise. Um, Ex exactly, dude. Yeah, but I don't know. It was just something that just kind of like clicked. I was just like, holy shit, dude. Like, I don't know. These, these smaller details that you deemed irrelevant before, not irrelevant, dumbass. Like, think, and that that's all. I, I, guess, I guess what I wanted to say in this segment is I learned to use my brain, and I'm pretty proud. <laughs> this is the funniest shit, dude. You're you're minimizing my brain but, power right now, and I don't appreciate it. Bro, I love uh, revelations like those, because they always make you feel like the biggest idiot and simultaneously the biggest genius on the mm -hmm. planet. You're like, oh my god, it was so simple, and nobody's figured it out yet. I'm literally like a god. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say, by the way, uh, ju just for my own sanity and mental health, I am the first one to discover this. Nobody else did it before me, and no one else realized that they should uh, copy their success, so, yeah. What's even funnier is you've given me that advice before, like, three months ago, when I was like, oh, hey, what do you think I should be doing? And literally, you were it's, like, oh, just copy it's your successes. Different. It's different. Like, it's, di it's the same concept, but it's different. It's it's a little bit different. It's, it's... I know exactly what you mean, but, like, the best way to translate it to another person is, like, First time you think of this, it's obvious. The second time you think about this, it's like, oh my god, I need to copy everything. Yeah, basically. Um, because the first time is like, oh yeah, I just need to copy the title or like the the thumbnail. When in actuality, you're like, okay, I have to copy the way I structured the metadata, the way I structured the structure of the description, the length of the title, punctuation to use, and where. Have you ever spent twenty minutes figuring out if you should use a period at the end of your video titles or not? Like that's the kind yeah. of shit. I think my record so far 
is like 50 thumbnails for no that's that can't be true it's got to be a little bit more than that but for example like minute yeah. like literal changes of the centering slightly type stuff yes yeah and it's just like i guess i've always had that obsessiveness i just never i just never you know kicked my brain into overdrive if you will never actually got it to, to work properly um but also it's funny that i say this because like i've been right now looking forward to being the most experimental with things like and not experimental with, like, there's still successes. They're just not my successes I'm experimenting with. Like, I'm using other people. I'm being a leech, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a broken run and things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, when in doubt, <laughs> steal. I, I am endorsing the intellectual stealing of somebody else's work. Japanese uh, companies are definitely coming for all of us now, bro. Yeah, that that was sure, a declaration sure. of war. Yeah, I, I am I am I am here for stealing. But I definitely do think stealing from successful people is the move. But like in context, I'm pretty sure people will know what I mean. Hopefully. Who are you directly like inspired from now? I'll be charitable. Sure. Um, let's see. <laughs> So, O'Hara's one, I'm trying to steal, like, titles from him. Um, Bro, if you can- Listen, man, I want you to know, I almost broke my desk in half when you said O'Hara, because I've been on the same wavelength. Yeah. I want the magic this man has with his titles, because when I read his titles, I'm like, no sane person would ever think to title their video this way. Mm. It's just not a thing you do. And I, I've, I've figured out how to phrase the kind of titles he has. I don't know if this part's going to be cut or not. Again, his titles are the thoughts you have, but as a title. Yes. But like it's phrased like thought. an internal thought. It's intrusive yes. thought. Yeah. So the best One Piece theory you'll ever watch, I guess, mm -hmm. is literally like a thought you have to yourself. Like it's your own internal monologue mm -hmm. or dialogue. Sorry. I think like, when I figured that out, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know I could do this. I I I thought like you you had to title it like a fucking normal. Yeah, I think one thing I've I've kind of switched my mind into is stop titling things for like search engine results because eh, I've started. They're not gonna them. get you the same. Yeah, yeah. I've started titling more for like like a psychological impact. Like, yeah. What do I want I people it... to think when they see this? rather than like trying to to cram in a bunch of 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 search terms and things like that into my titles? I'm really glad you brought up the whole. Uh titling for search thing because i think it's fair to say once you kind of admit as like a youtuber that you want like the big fucking views you want like that one out of ten when you upload right and there's no way to get that with seo i hate to say it you get that by clickbaiting like oh you just you just do i've said this a lot clickbaiting is dope clickbaiting is what you're supposed to do if you're a youtuber and you're not clickbaiting you're not doing your job correctly and i know like audiences yeah. have like an issue like oh my god clickbait like dude Listen, if you don't like clickbait, right? If you if you simply were sh so against clickbait like you say you are, you we wouldn't do it. I don't think that's what you you don't get. Like clickbait only is perpetuated in YouTube society because you viewers, I was about to say a little bit less of a choice word, you viewers <laughs> watch and hit and click those videos, right? If I titled a, a, a video, I don't know, like the potential video, if I said like Megami Fushiguro has a good amount of potential, like who the fuck clicks on that versus like yeah. saying his potential is unrivaled, right? Unrivaled, yeah. Is, it, is that a little bit like a little bit exaggeratory? Sure. But it doesn't matter. Dude. But it not only does like, it not matter, but I feel like when your clickbait is something you can, it is just your exaggerations. Like, bro, who, yeah. Yeah. Like who, who the fuck am I like impressing you? Yeah. Like, like you're not going to click the video to complain about it to me if you don't like. Like, you see, it's such an annoying like little thing because they don't realize the fact that they're 
getting on their soapbox complaining to you about it in your comments or like on Twitter or whatever, they don't realize that like you wouldn't be engaging in this way if the video wasn't like that, right? So like not engagement is worse than you being mad that the title isn't literal because I like my take, you would never click on your ideal title as a YouTube viewer. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing, everybody and that, that that's a perfect example, right? Everybody exaggerate and uses hyperbole, right? If you've ever said the words no one or everyone without personally mm -hmm. knowing each and every individual person, you have used hyperbole, right? We just yeah. use hyperbole in our speech. So why is it so weird when a YouTuber puts that in the title, right? Now, someone outright lying, right? Or something that has nothing to do with the video, sure, get mad get pissy, whatever, right? But when somebody's like, like I remember a while back, people were getting on sufferance for, for doing some like- Oh, dude, I was gonna say the same thing. And, and I was like, like I was so weird, because I was like, you guys are such yeah. fucking, like, you guys are such losers, dude. Like, people, yeah. it was like, the, the video title was so, it was like, they said Kaiju number eight will be canceled. And someone was like, nobody yeah. said that. And and to prove a point, right? To prove, yeah, I like, saw your screenshot. Yeah, I was like, nobody. And they're like, bro, that's barely anybody. It's like, you don't get my point. I'm yeah. using the fact that, how are you going to be and hyperbolic like, in your criticism of a hyperbolic title? I got so mad when I saw Sufferance apologize. I'm like, no, dude, you have nothing to apologize for. Half of these people, A, didn't watch your videos, and B, the other half did watch your videos. Yeah. Either way, like, it, it, their complaint is more or less invalid. Yeah, I think that, um... Like, and, and that's, Sufferance just comes off, like, I don't know him personally, so on mm. no, like, parasocial shit, I'm gonna pretend I know him, but, like, he just comes yeah. off as a very, like, overtly nice person, so I feel mm. like that's kind of in character, but, like, I definitely, I, cause, cause, you know, my, my debate caveman win whatever <laughs> gur mine is, like, okay, I use hyperbole in a title, or Sufferance used hyperbole in a title, you use hyperbole in your criticism of him, do you see the issue here? Like, no yeah. one said it was going to be canceled. Like, shut your dumb ass up, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just gets me frustrated because it's like, you don't have to be a YouTuber to make these criticisms. Just use your fucking brain. Like, just think. Just think for a second. Nobody would click on boring, purely objectively informative titles. Nobody cares about those. Unless you're, like, doing something like how to do something, those don't work. Literally. And I would kill to see somebody like Roa Channel with, with like super literal, objectively like stale video saying exactly what the video is going to be about. There's something I've noticed that there's like this psychological simplicity to it. Like for example, uh, Ohara's video of like Fushiguro isn't Sasuke. Like, yes. no shit. But I don't know why that stands out to me as a specific title because I'm like- Because shit. it preys on like uh, an assumption people yeah. have kind of going in because more people have seen Naruto and those people are already kind of into anime and manga. So theoretically, their jumping off point is like they see Naruto, like Ohara's assumption is that they see Naruto beforehand. They're going to see Sasuke in, uh, in a Megami and they're making like comparisons in their head. And so he's just like stopping it right there. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, he's not. Yeah. So he's, he's already like assuming you've thought this like five layer thing through. And I hate that Ohara is like playing 60 chess with these titles. And I would literally like do a fucking Zoro bow and ask him to train me <laughs> if I could. But yeah, for like titles like that, right? If he just said, hey, Ekami isn't generic. Maybe even that would work, honestly, because it assumes yeah. that you think he is generic. But like a, a real straightforward, you know, hey guys, I think that you guys are kind of underestimating uh, Megami's uniqueness within the world. Like, dude, what do you want us to give you? We're trying to 
like our job as YouTubers, right? Mm. With their title and thumbnail is to get you to click our video. Yeah. It attracted your attention to the point where you're making tweets about it. Holy shit. Well, we did our job right. Like, what do you, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, I like to think about it a step further and... Let's just say a uh, YouTuber, like YouTube videos aren't like closer to like articles online, but they're closer to like works of art, right? Mm -hmm. Just just for the sake of this example, right? You wouldn't get mad at like bleach for being called bleach, even though like there's no Clorox around, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Where, where's the cleaning supplies? I, I thought the yeah. wrong about laundry. Like, dude, shut up. Like you're, you're being so dramatic over nothing. Like imagine if people were yeah. like, where's the one piece? Like the one piece hasn't showed up yet, right? Therefore, yeah. this is clickbait. Like, dude. You're just oh wait, so wait the, dramatic. Oh, oh, it's the fucking it, it's the meme, right? It's it's the fucking isekai meme. <laughs> like I get sent to hell and oh, yeah, become exactly. a femboy. Like exactly. yeah. Exactly. People make fun of those titles because they're super they're super dumb and they don't get to the point like one time I got hit by a bus, then I broke my leg and <laughs> fell down the stairs. Like, dude, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a and it, imagine it being a book, right? What if mm -hmm. the book was a short biography like a short description <laughs> of the book, right? Like a a, a a mini essay. Nobody's picking up that shit, dude. Nobody cares. You have to get yeah. people that don't care about you or your content to care in seconds. Dude, even better example, do you know the way, like, animation studios title their episodes that give away the entire <laughs> plot of the episode? <laughs> exactly, like, episode 45, Luffy <laughs> dies of cancer. Like, dies. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like, what do you Like, what literally, you yeah. And, and the reason it, is because for new viewers, they are trying to get somebody who doesn't care about their content to be just intrigued enough to check it out, right? And it's like, you might as well give timestamps in the video while you're at <laughs> it. Like, like, like these people are, like, such a vocal minority because I don't think, like, if you're a stable person, you care about this shit. Yeah, I, I just think, I just think it comes from a place of ignorance and this isn't like a, this isn't one of those arguments where it's like, you know, don't criticize me unless you have my job. No, that's, that's stupid, right? But the, yeah. the argument is don't criticize. Not even, not even, not even don't criticize, right? You can criticize, you're just dumb. And I'm just going to call you out for being a dummy, right? Or, and now here's the thing. If you just didn't understand this before, you're just like, sure, you know, I can get it. I can... And, and you're not necessarily, like, stupid for not you, you getting what? it, but you are stupid for, like, levying these, like, weird accusations, um, especially when you yourself are a person who acts in the same way, right? Humans make hyperbolic statements, right? Humans make generalizations. Both of these things go into titles. Both of these things go into thumbnails, right? Like, you just gotta understand, it's kind of the name of the game. Dude, even further, I'll say, like... Levy this criticism at YouTube, not me. This is how they deem their website and like algorithm to work. So I will forward your message directly to Susan Wojcicki's DMs and you take it up with her. Exactly. But the thing is, even even that, that kind of falls on them because the viewers still click the video, right? They're the yeah. ones who decide whether or not these videos grow. They're like, because if nobody mm -hmm. clicked them, if they were so uninteresting or so whatever, that just nobody should click them, these wouldn't be videos that are in front of anybody. But yet they are. They're in front of thousands of people. Because why? People click interesting videos. Who would have thought? Like, yeah. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, it was a really annoying thing to see. Um, I think that's I think that's it for this episode. For sure. So, like, it was pretty fun, all things considered. I think we're getting back uh, into talking about like abstract stuff. Because mm. um, the JJK episode's awesome, always awesome. But I feel like if we do them every single time... It's gonna get real old. Yeah, for sure.
So I mean, about, not for not not not, not, not for, for you us. and me, yeah, obviously. No, for, for yeah, that, yeah, for for the audience. They're like, damn, JJK again. Um, but yeah, it, it <laughs> like, just, it just be like you know, we aren't just a JJK channel. Uh, yeah, we do talk about other things. And honestly, like it's not like we can talk about it a lot uh, every week and have enough variety because the scope of JJK's um uh power scaling isn't going to change in one week. I mean, I say that now, but literally, yeah, it, he just it, introduced it the most yeah. broken technique in the series yeah, like last week. It can. But That's usually usually imagine it's like Yuta Koltsu was second in strength to Gojo Satoru, then yeah. Takaba showed up on the scene. Like I mean, <laughs> yeah. Bro, imagine, okay, Yuta copies Tabata's technique and he copies Mai's technique instantly, instantly stronger than Gojo, becomes god of JJK, um, banishes Kenjaku and Tengen into, like, the Shadow Realm, and he just, like, sits on the throone as, like, emperor of the world. That's how JJK is gonna end. Very, yeah. That, it... <laughs> Can you imagine, like, all this, all this build-up for you to just be like, thanks, I'll now be taking the most broken technique in the verse. Yeah. And you know what? fuck okay this is gonna be like a next week thing or just like a private combo but like let's just end this episode thanks for watching guys like comment and subscribe uh we'll see you next week peace